Beam Babe. Welcome to the Beam Life Podcast, where we are all about honoring your truth, prioritizing your passions, and unlocking your potential. Let's go. I'm your host, Caitlin, and it's my calling in life to create this community of like-minded, kick-ass women ready to make moves and live a life they are obsessed with. So if you're ready to be everything and more, babe, let's get this party started. Hey, babe, you're listening to the Beam Life Podcast, episode 64, Permission to Pivot with guest Tara Bertzel. I am so amped that you are here. We are talking about something that often comes up in conversations that I have with my life coaching clients, and that is giving yourself permission to change your mind. One of the biggest reasons I wanted to have Tara on this podcast is because she is the queen of owning who she is and changing her mind and going in a completely different direction if something isn't feeling good to her soul. Tara is a teacher turned three-time entrepreneur, y'all, founder of Brainiacs Learning Lab and creator of Tara Barra a new educational entertainment for three to seven-year-olds on YouTube and guaranteed to be the next multi-million dollar kids entertainment brand. She definitely knows the power of a pivot and what it means to lose it all. She believes in creating opportunities for women to become wealthy while staying true to her core purpose of empowering kids. It's an incredible story, and truly when she says she lost it all, she means that, and she has built herself back up again from the ashes, and I am so, so honored that she is sharing her story with us today on the podcast. Tara also has an incredible sponsorship opportunity uh, for her company that she's launching, Brainiacs Learning Lab. I've put the link in the show notes for you to check out these incredible opportunities, which include purchasing your own episode. What an incredible gift. Anyways, babe, it's time to get this party started. So let's go. Hey, Tara, how are you, girl? It's so nice to connect. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you. Hi. Hi. Oh my gosh. Well, I know that our listeners are in for such a treat, um, because we met through, well, online, uh, while we were both on this, you know, mastermind type ish call about business. And I love the internet for that reason, because, you know, our past, I believe were meant to align and you've got such cool stuff going on, but what I love even more then, um, you know, where you are now is how you got to where you are now. And I saw so much resilience in your story, so much courage, so much, um, authenticity and vulnerability. And I'm like the beam babes need to know about Tara Bertzel. Okay. Like this is it. I want to have the breaking story on this. So you're giving me goosebumps. (laughs) Like, wow. Thank you. So I am just so excited. Um, before we dive into all the things that we're going to talk about, share with us a little bit more about your backstory and who you are. Yeah. So um, I've been an I was an educator for um, for the past twenty years. I've been an educator. I've taught everything from kindergarten all the way through twelfth grade. Even um, I've been a school administrator. I, I've done everything. Right. Um, 
and I've worked at the state level. So I could talk about like my business, my, my career, um, a bit. And I'm also a mom. I'm a single mom of two kids. Um, and I live in Colorado, uh, but I'm originally from the DC Metro area. So there's some of that, that's high level stuff, but my career, I was, um, when I went state level, I had a boss who said to me in an evaluation, I was kind of like picking his brain, you know, like, yeah, whatever, you know, like as you do, as you're talking through evaluations or whatever, I was like, so what do you think? You know? And, and he's like, it's my job to get the most out of you for the least amount of money. And I was like, mm. oh my God. Like he's, he wasn't wrong from an like economic standpoint, like sure. from a business minded standpoint, like I get it. Like you want to leverage your assets, right. And employees are assets. I know nobody likes to hear it put that way, but it's true. But man, did you not just wrap up somebody's value in such like this like way that it was not, I was like, not me. This is yeah. not for me. So I went back to my desk. I wrote down on a, like a coffee, um, like a cocktail napkin, what he said. And I was like, mm. I'll never forget this. And I, I have that napkin to this day. And I was like, so that was the day in my head. I quit in my head. I didn't quit for real, but I quit in my head that day. And I was like, this day forward, I decide how much I'm worth. No more. Oh, so powerful. And as, a, and as a teacher, having come from education, like you're assigned your salary. There's no negotiations. It's like steps and lanes and like you're assigned it. Everybody's kind of agreed that this is, it's not, but we've agreed that's okay by participating in it. And by him saying that, I'm like, you just wrapped up everything in one moment and I'm done. So short version, because I'm going to go fast here. I started a company in 2013 called Brainiacs Learning Lab. It was my second attempt at starting a company. We don't need to talk about the first one. But was, <laughs> just, you know, you learn. I always say the first one is where you get like all the nerves out anyway. The second yeah. one is like, I'm here, I'm ready. Right. It was called Connect the Dots. And it was like a parent advocacy thing, but I didn't understand how funding worked and niching work. Anyway, and I happen to have an MBA also. I have a master's in education and an MBA. So good. Regardless. So I have, um, so I started Brainiacs and it, it's a, it's an education-based company that I use a particular brick. I won't use its name, but you know, you don't want to step on them, uh, to build. And it was like for STEM, but then I was, no, no, no. I work with kids who struggle with reading and writing and that's my like magic. Yes. So I developed an original program of how to teach kids to become better readers and writers using this particular brick. Right. And then I built an entire company around it. Short version in some nine month period, I had about a quarter million. We made about a quarter million dollars and I had about 3000 kids in one in Denver go through this program. So cool. Right. And it was so exciting. And I was like, Oh my God, I did it. Like, so here I'm still doing education. I'm still teaching. I'm leading teachers and I created something I love. I'm great at, and I'm in control of what I'm worth. I'm bringing in my own personal paychecks, five figure paychecks, plus I'm paying a staff. Right. So like, it was amazing. It was so amazing. Um, things change, like funding streams change and you learn and he had all my eggs in the wrong one basket and yes. things stopped. Right. So I had to go back to the classroom. I was like, Oh crap. So I started another business, which happened to be a, um, cocktail mixer. Love totally it. different. It's called uh, liquid summer beverage company. So cool. So yummy. And then I got that one to go to six figures really. I was like, 
you need a lot of money now to get this to distributors. I'll not, I'm not doing that. <laughs> it's not what yeah. I wanted to do. Back to the classroom I went. And then I, at this point, I've been in education for 20 years. The reason I'm telling you the story is I'm going to a really important place with this. It's like you start and then you have to go backwards. You start and you go yes. backwards. And I felt really big success in that I didn't know much about. And some I did know about, right? But you just got good. And I got kind of knocked back down, but whatever. Up, by the way. Anyway, <laughs> always get back just, up. Can we just say that you got to get back up? <laughs> this one time, I I went back to the classroom. I was hired back in a grant. A grant. The grant money had not come back in uh, for the for my position to be renewed. And so my position was not getting renewed, and my money's running out. I'm like crap. And I have kids, I have two kids and I'm on a teacher salary again. And everything burned to the ground, figuratively, not literally, but I sold everything. I sold my car. I sold all my stuff. I subleased my apartment. I asked my ex-husband to please take the kids while my mom's in DC. So I can, um, I don't want to cry so that I can go look for a job. Right. Mm-hmm. Being a kind of a, everybody will be handled. Everybody will be taken care of, continue on with things while well, I go find a job. And he said, sure. And, um, not saying too much about that because that's a, you know, that's a live situation. Yes. Um, that was the agreement. And so, and so it took me about a year to find work. Well, and then COVID happened. So I found a position of contract work and then immediately I was trained and then it stopped like before it started because of COVID and um, oh, that was so frustrating. And so it took me a couple more months yeah. to get a job. Then I came back to Colorado within that amount of time. I rebuilt everything and I firmly believe in manifestation. I got a, came back to Colorado in one day. It was actually one year ago right now, Thanksgiving. I put back, I got a three bedroom apartment. I got a car, new car, well, new used car, but still a gorgeous car. I like, I put everything back like this and it was my ability to believe it, to be very focused on what my outcome was. And I came back, unfortunately, when I came back, um, my expectation was to go right back to our 50, 50 agreement that we've had for 10 years. Um, but, uh, he was not, he did not want to do that. And so that is not what happened. And I'm not going to go any further because, you know, yeah. Yes. The live situation, but that, so I'm a mom now, single mom living without my kids back here in Colorado. I have my um, daughter every other weekend. Um, and so, yeah, it's <laughs> life takes some really crazy yes. turns. Um, and career wise, I've also been coaching. So I coach new entrepreneurs on how to start businesses because I've done a couple of them really successfully and I've continued to add to my skill set. And another really big thing I did was, and I think we talked about having gone to um, Pace to Be Brave, which was an Angie Lee yes. Um, yes. event. And she gifted me my ticket. That was in 2018. I had no money to buy my own ticket. She gifted it to me. And just a month ago, I paid well into um, five figures. I won't say how much, but I well into five figures to attend a two-day mastermind with Chris Harder and yes. called Fastermind. What, like for me, 
Yeah, I was like, how I went from there to here. And you know, a year ago, I was on my mom's couch. Like, and here I am, like investing this kind of money into my business. And I had the money to I had it. Like I had it to do it, you know? It wasn't like I was yes. man, life's crazy, you know? But so crazy. Yeah. So there, there's my backstory. Uh, yeah. And there's so and that's why I was like, there's so much in there that, like I said, it's it's everything, right? It's starting over. It's resilience. It's never giving up. It's getting knocked down and saying, hell no, I'm not staying here. Um, and, and all this and, stuff. And it's not like it. And I'm not to say that because I think there needs to be a real, like there's so much authenticity like we've talked about. Yes. Have I been on the floor crying in a ball? Absolutely. I mean, before I left to my mom's, there were days, and this is what led up to it. I was literally hiding out in my closet, like literally in my closet on the floor in a ball, just sobbing. Like, how did my life, how did this happen? How did I get here? This is not my story. This should not be my story. I have all the education I'm supposed to have. Yes. I, I thought I had built myself a life that this was not supposed to happen. And here I am on my floor in ruins, financial ruins, bankruptcy, everything the worst of the worst. Yeah. And I'm about to lose my kids. How in the world, you know, and, um, tumbling. Yeah. But you know, Very. so it's not, so it's not easy and it's not have has not had its moments. And even today, this morning, I was crying this morning. Like it has its yeah. moments <laughs> always. And I, and it kind of is like a perfect segue into like my first diving deeper question into all this. It's like, what does authentic authenticity mean to mm-hmm. you? Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to define it because as women, I think, especially as women, and I'll speak to it from a being women, it's so easy to put on a mask and pretend everything's okay. And so I'm telling you what it's not. Yeah. (laughs) You know, maybe I'll back into it. It's so easy to put on a mask and pretend it's okay to keep things moving. Like, especially if you're a strong alpha type A. Yes. Your pride and ego get in there. Mine do. And you need to keep like, and I'm keeping it together for my kid. Like when my daughter sees, like, I can't let her see me fall apart. Like, cause I, I don't want her to think I'm emotionally relying on her, like any weird stuff. Right. So it's hard, but is that authentically me? I guess to a point, like there is a strength and a perseverance and a unwillingness to buckle. So that is authentic to me, but then you have to be able to balance that with vulnerability that isn't, um, oh God, I don't want to say contrived, but also this is, this is going to be hard to say, maybe hard to hear manipulative. Sometimes I feel like, okay, is that okay? That vulnerability is used as a tool to gain empathy and inauthentic. That's never the goal. And so I think we have, you just have to be so self-aware. Authenticity is self-awareness. There you go. Yeah. Yes. I told you I'd back myself. (laughs) I do the same thing too. I'm like, okay, let me talk myself through this. And what is there's the word I was looking for. Yeah, exactly. I love it. And I, and I, I think that definition is so clear, so Mm -hmm. clear. And so it like hits you at your core. Has there ever been a time or multiple times or one that you can think of where you haven't been authentic to yourself? Oh my God, my whole life. Yeah. Like, I think, I, I mean, I was, I, I was thinking about this and I'm like, I think my whole life, like for Pete's sake, 
in high school, I had nowhere to sit in the cafeteria. So I would go hang out in the nurse's office. I was real fun to be around where I go roam the halls and then I would pretend, oh yeah, cause I have something to do. Right. Because I was too embarrassed. The fact that I just really didn't have any friends. Mm. Right. Like I can think of like, now I have enough distance, 30 years of distance to be able to be honest about what a loser I was in high school. <laughs> yeah. But you know how inauthentic I was sometimes in my marriage. I, yes. I mean, we can go, like, we can get real. There's like lots of moments, but there's also micro moments. Like it doesn't have to be big sweeping things. Exactly. There can be micro moments in my day with my children where I can say yes. When I mean to say no, I could say no when I should be saying yes. When I could say, don't bother me. I'm on my phone because I'm scrolling when I really need to put the phone down and focus on the kid or whatever. Like there's a yes. hundred different ways that authenticity can show up in our lives in really big moments and in the small ones. And so if the next question were to be <laughs> how, like, how can we be more authentic? I would say tune into your self-awareness and look for places to begin maybe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that self-awareness piece is so key because there's been so many times where I didn't even realize I wasn't honoring myself. I wasn't authentic to myself. And I just felt gross. Like yeah. something was wrong, but I couldn't pinpoint it. And then when I have now like developed so much intuition and self-awareness, I go back to those moments and I'm like, duh, it's because I wasn't being real to me. I wasn't yeah. following my path. You know, I was on someone else's. Well, and I also look, I look at people I admire and I'm like, I'm a duplicator. And I usually think that was bad because when you're a kid, you're like, don't be a copycat, right? Like you hear that when you're a kid. Yes. But I'm a very good duplicator probably because I didn't have a good sense of self. And I think I still struggle with that. Like I work that out all the time. I'm constantly, what does Tara need? I'm always asking myself, even yes. last night, yes. like, what do I, what do I want right now? <laughs> and, um, but I do think that I career-wise, I'll go, I don't want my career to be, Ooh, makeup and beauty would be fun. Okay. But you're not really like, that's never been who I am. I mean, I want to be that, that would super be fun, but I don't have that face. It's okay. I'm right. cool with it. That's not me. Oh, I know I'll be fashion. All right. Let's be real. I only have 20 pieces of clothing in my closet and I hate shopping. Not going to be my life. Right? Like there's just certain things that are never going to be me. And I got to stop trying to make them me. You know, yes. and that's that part of trying yes. to find your identity in business or in or in your career, which would be a nice way to say, we'll talk about my career, yeah. you know, and how things are circling back based on authenticity, you know? Yeah. And what I love too, is like, you know, that permission to pivot is that, you know, a lot of times women get so stuck, um, because they want a career change. They want a relationship change. They want something different on how they mother their children. They want better social friends. They want to be less social, whatever it is, right? They want a different thing. And like you said, it could be micro or macro, but either way, we don't often give ourselves the permission to do that because of a number of things, right? Like worried about judgment, uh, fear of, of money or time, or, um, what if it doesn't work out, you know, the uncertainty of things, self-doubt, all the stuff too old, all these yep. things that run through yep. our head. 
So how have you given yourself permission to pivot so many times in your life? Yeah, I think it's a mixture of things. And I don't think it's a linear thing for me. One, I think there's a little bit of me born as a rebel. Like there was always going to be a part of me that was going to be like, screw it. I'm doing it anyway. Right. Yes. That only goes so far. I mean, you there, I, there's times I've had to face down parental. Like I love my times, like I know what my parents were going to be saying or thinking, and I had to go the opposite direction of that. And that was hard. Right. Or anybody. Right. Yes. You leaving teaching. I can speak to any, if you have any teachers in your audience, that is one of the hardest careers that I know of to leave because our identity is wrapped in so much to being a teacher. The idea of leaving, you don't believe that you're qualified to do anything else. You're going to leave the kids. There's so much wrapped into that. So for me, I, the fed up level sometimes is the tipping point. Like the yeah. back against the wall moment can be the, like sometimes your back is against the wall and you're like, I have no other choice. That fed up moment. Like I'm so done, like leaving relationships. I'm done being treated like this done. Right. I don't care what it costs me. I don't care how alone I become. Eventually enough is enough. Eventually. Yeah. And I'll say it again for the person in the back of the room who is scared to death to leave sometimes is enough. And <laughs> so, I mean, permission to pivot is, that is a big topic. We could probably talk all day yeah, on that one. Totally. It's, and it's a muscle. You, you'll yes. never get good at oh, pivoting. If you don't pivot, you'll never get good. You, you ha- unless you do it. So you have to, you have to do it. Try to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Try it on. I always say, try it on, see how it feels and try it in small ways, right? It doesn't have to be these big, massive changes. Yep. Um, and, and yeah, I just think it's so important. And I think one of the things I always try to like work with my, you know, life coaching clients on is not getting to that point of so frustrated that you blow it all up because I've done that. That's how I got here. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, but but there were so many signs. Yeah, Yeah. There were so many signs. And so it's like, again, going back to step a, which is self-awareness. It's like, why am I feeling this way all the time? Why am I always annoyed at my partner, at my kids, at my job? Why at myself? Why am I talking to myself this way? So yeah, it's becoming aware and then not having to get to that fed up moment, because oftentimes that's when we do have to change when our back is against the wall. So tell me like when your back is against the wall, how do you change? Like, how do you get yourself out of that situation? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I don't know if you know who Amanda Francis is, Mm -hmm. but she is like the money queen master manifester. She's great. She has a video on YouTube. It talks about, um, sometimes the struggle isn't necessary and we, uh, and there's some people who thrive with that back up against the wall moment. And I actually think it's kind of dysfunctional and I, yes. and, and that's me. Like I'm owning that. That is me. I thrive with my back up against the wall. And I think that's because, I mean, I'm a master procrastinator, so I will wait to the like minutes, minutes before something hasn't happened before me, for me to prepare and then I'll get to it. So I'll wait till the money is like 
gone before I do the thing I've known I needed to do needed to do to yeah. build it back up. Well, that doesn't leave you a lot of margin for error, right? But I thrive yes. on that. And so there's something inside of me that um, something, well, we could probably, you know, NLP it from when I was a kid <laughs> to figure yeah. out, all right, what told you that that was a successful strategy? And I already know what it is. It was back to my homework. I never did homework as a kid. And then what happened was that they said, fine, the last day of the quarter, they would give my mom a list of all the homework for the entire quarter and said, if she can turn this in tomorrow, we'll pass her. I was like, all right. And I would do, and I wasn't even that bright of a kid. I would do all the homework for the entire quarter in one night. In one night. And it taught me that works. And so it was good enough. And so I yeah. think I, I, I burned it into my body at eight years old that this was how I was going to live my Isn't life. Isn't that crazy how that Isn't happens when you go back? And it's like, and that was something we just wired ourselves to do. I, I, yeah, I find that stuff fascinating. But it, it's not a healthy way to live. It's certainly how, how one needs to live with their bank account. You'll never become wealthy with that bad habit. Um, and so I'm breaking myself of that. Like I am not letting it get to the point of like no return back up against the wall. It is, hey, things are great. How can we make them better? It's up and up only. Oh, this weird thing just happened. And instead going, oh my God, the whole world's crumbling. I go, huh, that's an interesting thing that just happened. How can we look at this differently? Well, what other opportunities are available? And that's part of the manifestation process. But for me, it is a total shift to keep my back off the wall and to keep things moving forward instead of letting the whole thing crumble before I rebuild it. And we've also um, glorified this whole phoenix rising out of the ashes thing. It's kind of, can can I swear? Oh yeah. Fuck. Yeah. It's kind of bullshit. <laughs> like it's such bullshit. And it's like, you know, I, I got it. If you have to be a Phoenix arrives from the ash, go right ahead. Everybody needs to have their Phoenix out of the ashes moment. Got it. Please do. Right. Don't just yes. fall into the ashes and stay there. But after you rise to the ash, please don't keep going back. The ashes yes. are not necessary for you to continue to succeed. And so, I mean, that's it. They're off my sermon over. (laughs) Shut it down, Tara. Yeah. Right. Minister Tara is out. Yeah. No, it's so, so true. Like, yeah, we don't have to be like, we don't have to get to that breaking point. We don't have to always be here at level zero to get to 100. Why aren't we, why can't we get to 60 to 80 to 90, hundred and then past a hundred, right? Right. Like, wouldn't it be more fun? And so that's a thing I always, I'm saying like, how could this be easier or what would be more fun? It is not fun to look at a zero bank account and rent tomorrow. Not fun. So what would be more fun? It'd be more fun to like have 10 grand sitting in my bank and going, Ooh, I got another seven grand coming this week. That's fun. Yes. Yes. Right. Like I'm feeling into that bit more. Yes. Redefining <clears throat> a new level of start. You know, yeah, I think that's sure. so, so, so important. So one thing I want to touch on too, because I think this is a huge, huge thing I want to drive home. And I'm pretty sure I already know your answer, but I never assume, you know what they say about assuming. Um, so when you're good at something right for you, that would be teaching. Like that's sure. your passion. And do you believe because you're good at something that 
you have to do that. No. Love it. I was like, I know her answer, but I'm going to ask it. No, but I will say if you're trying to start a business and you don't know where to start, always begin with your skills. Start with the low hanging fruit. Like if you're spinning out for a, and I know people, myself included, spin out for years, not picking a niche. They will lose years of revenue and opportunity of making money because they just can't pick a passion. Like for Christ's sake, pick like, what are you good at? I don't care if you don't love it. You'll get, believe me, you'll fall in love with something. It makes you a crap ton of money. Yes. Yes. Even if it's a short term, it's a short game. So fall in love with the short game. It's okay. Yes. And so I think that if you have, let's call it a skill, let's say, let's say flipping furniture, because actually it's something I love to do and I do it on the side for fun. Let's say you, you're very good at refinishing and flipping furniture. It's not your passion, but you're actually really good at it. Go do that. Build a business around it. Go do it. While you build yourself some runway, while you figure out the other thing, the deeper thing, the bigger thing you want to do, but you can be making your own money and doing the thing that you're good at that you're not passionate about. Right. Yes. So that's what I, I tell people. Yeah. I think that a a lot of times people like automatically niche us into things. Like I started in fitness and I'm, you know, transitioning over to empowerment coaching and building courses. And people are like, but but wait a minute, what about fitness? I'm like, no, I'm leaving and (laughs) bye. Just like I left fashion and and I still love fashion fitness. It's part of my DNA. It's who I am, but it's not what I want to do. Right. And, and so I think just because we're good at something, you know, it's how, what, what did we learn from those skills and like, how can we bring them to what we do want to do, which is like the perfect, you know, kind of question that I want to ask is like, what is the single most important thing that you depend on when you're making these big business decisions that you're making now? Quick answers. Yes. Being assertive, right? Like making decisions. Fast, fast decisions. The fast decisions are the good ones. Yes. Think long and think wrong. Like it. (laughs) So good. Right. My, and I, and I say that because, and I'll tell you a moment I was at, um, when I was at Chris Harder's house, like, oh my God, what an epic freaking two days. Like Let's just Chris, say that again, Chris Harder's house for people who don't know who Chris like, Harder is just go Instagram look him up him for one second and you'll yeah, realize Chris Harder and Lori Harder and their dog bananas. They're just amazing humans. So good. Ugh, just they're amazing. And they're amazing business coaches. And I got to sit with them for two days and learn like, Oh my God. Anyway, I was in a hot seat having this conversation about my business, everything I just told you. And then Chris stops me because I'm like going down left field. Right. And he's like, if I gave you a million dollars, what would you do? And I'm telling him my backstory. And I plan to talk about my coaching business that I went there, paid a lot of money for him to help me build my coaching business. Yeah. And he goes, if I gave you a million dollars, what would you do? And I go, I'd create a TV show for kids, kind of like the Muppet show, but kind of like Mr. Rogers. And he goes, and I said, and one day I'll have a Macy's Day parade. I'll be yeah. on it. And I said, I'm not even really kidding. And he goes, and he goes, so then, like, oh, yes. oh my God, this just, this just happened. And 
talk about the left field. We just were cruising down business coaching lane. And I went, yes. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. 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 So my God, like, quick answers. Yeah. Tell me more about Brainiac's Learning Lab and Terra Barra and all the things because I know it's evolving in real time, real time as we speak. So, right. what is the dish on that, and what do you have cooking up? Yeah. So, um, going more with that. So, with Brainiac's, the this Lego brand, and I had created thirty instructional videos kid facings. I had a little bow tie. I had like glasses. I had an like, orange sweater. This was, and if you're a mom, if you have moms watching, well, you're a mom. If yeah. you're with Blippi, this was pre-Blippi. So oh, the look is gosh. very yeah. similar to Blippi, but it, I, this was before Blippi. And I, I mean, I wasn't on anybody's radar, which is so funny. Um, and I was like, and I didn't even know about Blippi even until recently. Anyway, I'm bringing that character back. So I created this character, all these instructional videos, but I really wanted to create a full kids TV show around it. I didn't know how, I didn't know what I was going to do. So I showed this to Chris. I showed him my assets, plus the rest of the group was there. And he was like, this is brilliant. You were put on this earth to do this. And I'm like, really? I'm like, I knew it, right? Because I'm a teacher. I knew yes, my gut. Yes. this was my thing. This is, this is my thing, 100%. And he's like, you need to do this. So we're building the plan. So I'm doing this. So I'm creating a new, um, a totally new brand. Well, it's a brand underneath the Brainiacs Learning Lab. I've named the character Tara Barra, which is the name my so mom, good. my mom used to call me Tara Barra. And so we've put that into it. I'm going to have a puppet that looks exactly like me. So I'm Tara. The puppet is Barra. Um, so good. And we're, it's going to be the, Mr. Rogers. But the point is, is that I want to make education better. I want to help teach the things that some schools are not able to teach with COVID and all these other things. Kids, especially kindergarten through second graders, they're missing a lot of the early literacy, those early math skills. They're just missing it because they just aren't in the room and you have to be in the room. So I'm going to teach yes. a lot more of that, but I'm also doing character development. I want to bring in all of that inclusive, the BIPOC, LGBTQ. I want to fold all of that in. I want kids to have my, under, my full, my full on like through line with the whole thing is I want kids to feel seen and known mm. and feel like that. It's hard to say you want kids to feel like they belong because if they don't feel like they don't belong, you don't want them. To, you don't want to like gaslight and be like, no, 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 but you do. Right. Like, but I want yes. that to be the message. So the message here, it's going to be smart. It's going to be silly. It's going to be shareable, but it is going to be a program where kids develop great character traits and get to kind of have a reboot of that Mr. Rogers experience that we grew up with. Um, yes. But a little bit, you know, edgier, funnier, you know, a little bit more Love with it. a little more grit. Um, but I'm not going to act like a child myself. Maybe the puppet will have that character. So unlike Blippy, Blippy kind of has a kid aspect to himself. I'm not sure. doing that. I can't do it. But yeah. Yeah. But there, there will be the, the educator in me. So character bow tie still have the orange sweater i'm not blippy but i feel like i'm definitely not him i mean yeah so and and so there's some development i've just got off the phone today with a production house i've got a couple of videographers i'm talking to um i can't say but there's some good some yes. really cool connections happening 
So some real good possibilities. Well, the beam life is behind you and just cheering for you. And I know my daughter will love all of this. So yeah, I I cannot wait. So yeah. How do we find you, follow you? Where are you at? Yeah. So if, if, yeah, Instagram is at terror. Um, and then there is the at it's Terra TV is the Instagram handle. And it, there will be a Terra YouTube channel. Um, hasn't been created yet, but I want to say that now because you can follow the Brainiacs Learning Lab YouTube channel um, and just kind of be ready to, yes. you know, be there for when the Terra thing goes live. I would love to have a group of people to launch it too. Um, it would be really exciting to have a bunch of, I'll have all that in the show notes too. So people can just click and, um, go right there. And so Tara, thank you so much again for your time. I am so excited for you and for the future and all the things. So have a wonderful rest of your year. Thank you so much for having me. I love it. Take care. You are the best, Bean Babe. Thanks for listening to my podcast. If you love this episode, it would mean so much if you would share it with another Bean Babe or post it on social and tag me at The Beam Life so I can tell you thank you for helping me share the mission. You can also send me a text. Yes, a real text to 323-673-2709 where we can connect outside of the podcast. You can either chat with me one-on-one or just receive the weekly text I send to beam you up throughout your week. Anyways, it's been fun as always, and I'm honored to be a part of your journey. Until next time, keep beaming, babe.